Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. We give you glory, Spirit of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Begin to pray in the language of the Spirit. Begin to pray in the language of the Spirit. Begin to pray in tongues as you connect to the Spirit of God this morning. Spirit this morning, I pray. Feel us anew. Somebody lift up and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you this morning. Feel me anew. Thank you, Jesus. Pray. I can't hear your prayer. Lift up your hands and pray. Close your eyes and pray in the language of the Spirit. Sometimes we allow the flesh to take over so much that we do not hear from God. But this morning you are about to hear the word of God. And the revelation of God is not in the flesh but it's in the spirit. You are our God, you are our Father. This morning, Lord, we come before you as your children. We bring you our worship, Father. We bring you our praise, O oh God. You are our joy, you are our peace, you are our strength. Holy Spirit of God, this morning, fill every heart under the sound of my voice. Fill every heart in this room. Fill the spirits of your people, O oh God, with your strength, O oh God, that brings a renewal. We thank you this morning, O oh God, that we have not come before you in vain, but Lord, you will manifest your power in us and through us. And for us, O oh God, we delight in your presence. We delight in your presence. In Jesus' mighty name, let the spirit of the Lord and his word empower and enrich us today in Jesus name. Amen. Put your hands together and I said those hands are yours. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries 
Amen. It's a wonderful Sunday morning and God's favor is upon his people. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Amen. I love you too. Amen. You know, when um, sometimes people are of the opinion, is Valentine's Day Christian and all that? Really, the root of Valentine's Day is Christian. It wasn't about um, amorous love, but it was about sacrificial love. A man, St. Valentine's, they called him, he was so instrumental in showing mercy and love to people, helping people. And so Valentine started from that point. But as it evolved, and you know when you say love, people imagine all kinds of things. Now, baby, So we say happy Valentine's Day in church. We're talking about the God love, the love that we ought to have for God first and for one another. So happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Amen. This is my ministry word I've titled Faith and Love. Faith and Love. Amen. Reading from 1 John chapter 4, the verse 16, 18 to 19. I read the verse 16, the verse 18 to 19. The Bible says, and we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. Because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. We have known and we have believed that God is love. And truly, God is love. Nyami oyodo. Hallelujah. Amen. And anyone who dwells in God, definitely love must dwell in you. Amen. And he said, there's no fear in love. When we have come to the place of understanding the ultimate love of God for our lives, we will not be afraid. Because you know that God loves you. You love God. And you know that because of the depth of his love for you, he will bring you to no harm. So where is the fear? The perfect love has, perfect love has no fear in it. Because fear, the Bible says, has torment. And fear is not of God. Fear is a spirit. And that spirit comes from the devil. Amen. And so perfect love casts out all fear. Now, I'll talk about both faith and love and how they intertwine, amen, in our worship or in our faith, okay? Now, faith, we know, is a working grace, amen. Faith is a work, work, working grace. Welcome, Reverend Francis. Faith is a working grace, amen. And it works by love towards God and love towards one another. Amen. Faith is a working grace and works by love towards God and love for one another. I wanted to read Galatians 5, 1 to 6 in the Amplified, but it's a long reading, so, well, let me, let me, let me do it still. Amen. It says, in this freedom, Christ has made me free and completely liberated us. It says, stand fast and do not be hampered and then held and snared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you once put off. Notice, it is I, Paul, who tells you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no profit, advantage, avail to you if you distrust him. So that means, you see, the, the covenant of circumcisions, circumcision by which the Jews prided themselves. Paul is saying that if you have been circumcised and you don't have faith in Christ, there's no point. Your circumcision doesn't mean anything. Okay. Then he said... You, and you can gain nothing from him. I once 
more protest and testify to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation and bound to practice the whole law and its ordinances. If you seek to be justified and declared righteous and to be given a right standing with God through the law, you are brought to nothing and so separated, severed from Christ. You are falling away from grace, from God's gracious favor and unmerited blessing. For we not rely on the law through the Holy Spirit's help by faith, anticipate and wait for the blessing and good for which our righteousness and our right standing with God, our conformity to his will in purpose, thought, and action causes us to hope. For if we are in Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith activated and energized and expressed working through love. So what Paul was telling them is that they were priding themselves in circumcision, that because they are circumcised, they are the seed of Abraham, and they were inclined to practicing the law. But he was saying that being circumcised or not being circumcised, if you do not have faith in Christ, amounts to nothing. Amen. And he says that it is our faith in Christ that works through love that brings us profit. Hallelujah. And the same Paul in the book of Romans chapter 4 talks of Abraham, that Abraham believed God. That means he had faith in God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Paul says that Abraham imparted right, Abraham's imparted righteousness came to him because of his faith in God. Amen. Because he obeyed the law to be circumcised, but he had a faith in God that goes deeper than just that of the foreskin, that of the of circumcision. He became or he was made righteous by his faith in God. Because number one, by faith he hoped and believed in the promise of God that he might become a father of many nations. God gave him a promise that he was going to become a father of many nations at a time when both he and his wife had no children. They were old and they were, the wife was barren. But God had made him a promise and he held on to that promise. He believed God that what God has said, God will bring to pass. Amen. Bible says, and he did not consider his body old, neither the womb of his wife, Sarah, also well past menopause. He didn't consider that. He didn't consider his situation, but he kept faith in God. Now, you see, the times in which we are in and the world in which we are in is such that our faith must increase. Our faith must be cranked up. Why? Because there are many situations that will want to defy your faith, that will want to, you know, negate, if possible, what you believe and what you know. So this is a time when our faith must get stronger. And so like Abraham, we will not look at what is, but we will look unto God and unto his word, knowing that God's word is true and that God is faithful. Hallelujah. Bible says that by faith, Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God. But Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's why I said that we must crank up our faith because we have different levels of faith. We have the measure of faith that God gives to everyone. Every one of us has a measure of faith, has been given a measure of faith. Then we have increasing faith, faith that is increasing. We also have weak faith, where people's faith go down. And then we have strong faith. Amen. And Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Because in hearing, something happens. When you hear, often enough, you believe. And then your faith is lifted. 
Abraham, Bible, he did not stagger at the promise of God. He did not disbelieve the word of God, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, despite his body growing old, because it took 25 years for the promise of God to come to pass. 25 years. And it wasn't like he was a young man. It wasn't like Sarah too was a young woman. They were old. I think it was 75 when the whole thing started. And here he was getting to 100. But he said he did not stagger at the promise of God. We mustn't stagger at the promises of God. Because the promises of God, the Bible says, are yea and they are amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But the Bible said that he was fully persuaded. Fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. That word there, really... I connect to that word, fully persuaded or persuasion. I am fully persuaded about my God. Oh, I am fully persuaded. So fully persuaded is not funny. You know, because I've realized that in every time, what the enemy seeks to do is to take you away from your faith in God, take you away from your friendship with God, take you away from that which God has promise you stop it from coming to pass by causing you to come into the place of unbelief and lack of faith. Amen. And so you must be fully persuaded about God and about God's word and stand in it. Say, full stop. Full stop. Full stop. I remember many, many years ago there was a woman who was seeking fruit of the womb. And by the grace of God, the prayer, 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 she took seed. And then, I think it was around the sixth or seventh month, she lost the child. In fact, we, the whole, at that time, the ministry was a fellowship. The whole fellowship was devastated. Everybody was so down. And then this woman comes to fellowship after she comes from the hospital, she's well, and she says she has a testimony. Okay, speak. We didn't have microphones. It was Nabu sounds. She got up. You know Nabu sounds? Manpower. Your boy and seven. Now you're telling you. Now preach But she got up and she said, Mirin Sissan. Me nyamida. Mirin Sissan. Me nyamida. So biara. Ebeba me so. Mirin Sissan. Hey, this one sang. Join me this morning. She was there. Some of the pastors were there. And to the glory of God, God visited again. God visited her. And she gave birth on my birthday. It was, a, it was wonderful. So you see, Abraham was fully persuaded. 
And we believers, we must be fully persuaded. When they say somebody is a believer, that means that Ujidi. Now, Ujidi, you believe. And you have to believe, you know, to the last cracker. My uncle said, New school, Papa. Now, I'm going to go to the national school. What's the last cracker? You have to believe. Because there's nothing else to believe apart from God. Who else? To whom shall we go? Abraham was fully persuaded that what God had promised him, he was able to fulfill. And for this reason, for, for the reason of his, fully, his full persuasion, Bible says it was accounted to him for righteousness. Amen. Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 that now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence of that which you don't see. How does it make sense? Amen. It doesn't make sense. Because faith is not in the flesh. Faith is spiritual. Faith is of the spirit. Hallelujah. You don't see it, but you believe it. And in that faith, there comes the manifestation. Bible says that by faith, the elders obtained a good report. And that through faith, we understand that the world was framed by God, by the word of God. As we sit here, we say God created the world. Were you there when God was creating the world? Do you believe it? That is faith. You weren't there. You didn't see it happen. But you've heard and you believe. That is faith. So, so the things which were, are seen are not made. We're not made from the things which do appear. But without faith, it says it's impossible to please get him. For he that cometh to God must believe that God is. And that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. So we say to have faith. Simple English is to believe. Amen. When we say faith, 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 it becomes way in people's ears. So Sunday, oh, I don't have faith. Ujidia, do you believe? Yes, I believe. That is faith. Simple. Faith that God is God. Faith that he rewards. Amen. And as our faith grows in him, you know, we, or we, as we get to know him, really, we get to know him, our faith continues to grow. The more we know him, the more we get to know him, the more our faith increases and grows. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Apostle Paul, writing to a growing church, that is the Thessalonica church, says in 2 Thessalonians 1 3, so we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because your faith is growing exceedingly. And the love, fact, I'm reading the King James, and the charity of every one of you oh, is towards each other, towards each, towards each other is abounding. The Amplified says, We ought and indeed are obligated as those in debt to give thanks always. To God for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith is growing exceedingly, and the love of every one of you towards each other is increasing and abounds. Faith and love. See, when your faith begins to grow, your faith in God begins to grow, it stems out of your love for God. And the more you love God, the more your faith increases. The more your faith increases, the more your love for God also abounds. And the more your love and faith towards God increases, your love for your fellow man also increases. Because you can't say you love God and you hate your brother. Anyone who says, I love God and I hate my brother, the Bible says he's a liar. Because God you have not seen. But your brother whom you see, you say you hate him. The Bible says you're a liar. There's a song for it, but I don't have time to sing it. Another day I'll sing it for you. Amen. So faith and love work together. Amen. They work together. We are justified by faith, not by works. The reason why today you can call yourself a child of God is not because you earned it, 
but because you believed that Jesus is the son of God who came to die for your sins. That's what has made you a child of God. Amen. Now, faith also ought to bring forth works in our lives in the sense that what you believe, you must do. Your, your faith must give birth to action in your life. James says that faith without works is dead. He says, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith with works. Amen. So true faith must manifest itself in action in what we do. Amen. And if, I think it was somewhere last week, I was preparing for the morning um, encouragement. And as I was writing, said I heard the Holy Spirit say, loving faith. And I said, loving faith? Never heard that before. I said, what's that? What is loving faith? Because I know of love, I know of faith, but what do you mean by loving faith? And he explained to me that, you see, loving faith is when you love God so much and you believe in God so much that you trust in God so much that no matter what, you still love God. And because of the depth of your love for God, you still have faith in him. People who don't have loving faith in God, you know, they, they are people who are out for what God can do for them, what God can give them. But because they don't really love God, if God doesn't give it to them, the way they want it to be given, the time they want it to be given, then they begin to deny God. But when you have loving faith in God, you will never deny God, no matter the situation, no matter your circumstance. You still hold on to faith in him. You love him. You trust him. Amen. You, don't, you do not turn away from him. And this is the kind of faith that, this is what the Holy Spirit explained to me, that this is the kind of faith that Job had. It was a loving faith in God. He loved God. He feared God. He hated evil. That was his credentials by God. And because of his love and for God and faith in God, even when he started going through affliction and people were advising him to curse God, his wife was telling him to curse God. Listen, he wouldn't. He said, even though he slay me, even if it is God who is doing all these things to me, yet will I praise him more and more. You can only say that when you have loving faith in God. If you don't have loving faith in God, you can't say that. You will not stand. Your faith will not stand. When the storms come, your faith won't stand. When the, 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 the thunder rolls, your faith will not stand. But when you have come to the place of a loving faith in God, come the word I won't use, or high water, you still, <laughs> I didn't say anything. I don't know why these two people are laughing. Make I I said, or high water, you still hold on to God because you love him. So even though he slays me, yet will I praise him more and more. Abraham also had loving faith in God. God had promised him that he will become a father of many nations. And through a seed. Now, after many years of waiting, many, many years of waiting, he was persuaded by his wife to have Ishmael. But God still said to him that, no, it is not through Ishmael that the promise is, but you will have a child. After waiting 25 years, they give birth to Isaac. Now, Isaac is a young man, maybe about 17 years old. I'm sure the heartbeat of his father and his mother, the one day, Abraham in his meditation hears God say, God say to Abraham, now Abraham, take your son, 
your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Whom you love. And he specified whom you love because he knew the love that Abraham had for him. He said, take him to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him unto me. Kill him as a burnt sacrifice. I think many of times I've explained to you what the burnt sacrifice is. Other sacrifices you give and you go. But with the burnt sacrifice, you stand and watch it being burnt before you leave and you burn it whole. So in essence, what God was telling Abraham was that go and take, take your son, take him to Mount Moriah, put him on an altar, kill him, set fire to him, and watch him burn, then leave. Abraham didn't question God. I would have had a long three-year argument with God. Three years, bah. But Abraham rose up the next morning, didn't tell Sarah, because she knew, he knew that Sarah would, would do something to him. In fact, ah, I Or maybe she would take that boy and run away, being calm. But if not, she said, let's get rid of the old man. You know, but he rose up early in the morning and took this boy. And Bible says that he had wood, had the knife, had everything ready. And he took some servants and they went along. Now as they were going along, he said the servants should wait. Then his son asked him, Daddy, here is the knife, here is the firewood, here is everything. But where is the, the sacrifice? Where is the animal that we're going to use for the sacrifice? I mean, I think that that would be the point that my heart would just break and I start crying and confess <clears throat> for the boy to run away. Abraham said to him that the Lord himself will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. This is loving faith. This is loving faith. His love for God was absolute. So they went up to the mount. He tied the boy up, built the altar, tied the boy up, put the boy on it. And I also, also wonder, I tell you, when I read the Bible, I think about things I imagine. Why didn't that 17-year-old boy do something to that 117-year-old man? I mean, it would have been easy to push him down and run. But Isaac too. But Lord, you know, the man tied him up, put him on the altar, put him on the altar. And Abraham took a knife. Was about to go down on the boy like that. Then immediately the voice of God was heard. God said that, Abraham, do not lay your hand on the boy. He said, don't touch the boy. He said, don't do anything to him. For now I know that you fear and revere God. Since you have not held back from me or begrudged me, giving me your son, your only son. So now I know that you fear and revere God. Love for God. The fear of God is to love God and to hate evil. So in that instance, Abraham demonstrated a certain love towards God. That he loved God to the point that he was prepared to obey God in everything. Including killing that which he knew was his future. Because I believe that Abraham believed that even if he killed Isaac... God was still able to fulfill his promise towards him. Put your hands together and thank God for loving faith. And so we must come to that point of faith where we believe without any shadow of doubt that even if it doesn't rain on you today, you know that God will cause it to rain upon you tomorrow. Even if it doesn't taste good today, you know that tomorrow God is going to allow it or cause it to taste good. Trust God. Not only for the good times, but in the bad times, at all times, we must trust God. 
God said, now I know that you fear and revere me. He has such great faith in God. He couldn't deny God of anything. And I believe this was birthed out of what the Holy Spirit has caused me to understand is a loving faith. Abraham loved God. His loving faith caused him to take that action. Amen. And as Apostle Paul said that, our circumcision or non-circumcision doesn't mean anything. What is important is our faith manifesting in what we do, our actions. It's so important towards God and towards one another. Today is Valentine's Day. Everybody say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you with my heart. I love you like Hamatan Popo. I love you. Mibdo. Mibdo. Now I say, Tutupiles. Papa Ndia. But that love must manifest in your action. In your actions towards God. If you say, I love God, it must manifest in your actions towards God. If you say you love Reverend Frank, your actions towards him must show love. Your, your utterance towards him must, show, must, must be of love. Amen. So our, our, our faith must birth action. It must be demonstrated in action. Hallelujah. Towards God and towards one another. One day someone came to Jesus asking him, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, the greatest commandment is this. That you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your might. Love him absolutely. And then Jesus added, said, the second is like unto the first. That love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. If you love God, truly, you will not put any other God before him. As he says in the Ten Commandments. It will be demonstrated in your act of loyalty towards God. Like Abraham. Abraham displayed an act of loyalty towards God. Okay. And this act of loyalty was manifest because of his love for God. He believed God. He trusted God. God said, kill yourself. It's okay. I'll do it. Because he believed God. Amen. Now, true love brings the fulfillment of the law. Because if you read the Ten Commandments, kid, you realize that it's all, it all hung, it's all hung on love. If you love God, you will not go and worship idols. If you love God, you obey God. And so you obey the whole of the commandment. Amen. So even if you put away the law, love itself will manifest everything that the law says. If you love your neighbor, will you steal from your neighbor? No. If you love somebody, will you kill the person? No. If you love you know, um, somebody, will you commit adultery with their wife? You will not do that. So love, love and the demonstration of our love towards God will be manifest in total obedience. Hallelujah. And our love for God, which, which is total and complete, will also help us to have a love for one another. Amen. And that love must be demonstrated. I want to stress on the word demonstrated. Because you say you love, but how do you demonstrate your love? How do you show your love? You must show your love towards one another. In, in its strongest form. Amen. Praise the Lord. First John 2, 3 to 5 says, Hereby do we know that, that we know him, if we keep his commandments. If we say, you say you know God, and you are disobeying the commandments of God, you don't know him. For he that says, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know 
that we are in him. Anyone who says you love God, if you say you love God, then it must be, it must be demonstrated in your love for him by your obedience to him. Because if you love him and he says that, do not steal. You go about stealing and say, I love God. Then you are a liar. Amen. If you say you love him and you don't keep his commandments, you are a liar. I didn't say it. I'm not insulting you. The word of God says this. So anytime it comes into your mind to disobey God, know that your love is not made complete. It's not total. Amen. True faith perfects love. The love of God in us. Love also demonstrate that we are in him and that he is in us because God is love. I said that to you in the beginning. Amen. True love in us. When we are manifesting true love, we are manifesting our, our God nature. See, because God is love and God is in you. And if God is in you, then his nature in you will be that of love. If you say you, you are a child of God and God dwells in you and you don't have love, you are not demonstrating love to those around you. You are hateful, wicked. Mean. God is not in you. Go and check it up and go and seek God and let God fill you with love. Amen. When we demonstrate love for one another, for our brothers, it shows that God is in us. Amen. The children of the devil are filled with what is in him. That is hatred, anger, malice, strife, sedition, emulations, idolatry, works of the flesh. Those are the things that are in the children of the devil. And so you find any of these things at work in you, know that you are suspect. First John 3.10 says that in this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Difference. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. So if you are not walking according to righteousness, you don't have a right standing before God, and you don't love your brother, say no. You are not a child of God. God is not in you. True faith in God. God in you will demonstrate love. And the love I'm talking about is not the amorous. I'm talking about the agape. Hallelujah. First John 4, 7 says, that, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. Everyone who loves is born of God and also knows God. Amen. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And in this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God has sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love. So this is love. Not that we love God, but that God loved us. God loved us first and gave his son to be a propitiation for our sins. So, beloved, if God so loved us, then we must also love one another. Amen. On this Valentine's Day, we talk about love, but let us demonstrate that love. It's not on, only on Valentine's Day that you must talk about love. Every day of your life, you must have a heart of love that comes from your love for, for God to your love for other people. Hallelujah. True faith in God will give birth to acts of love towards one another. You see, when you love God, automatically you begin to love people, both the lovable and unlovable. It is at that point that you, you, have, you find easy to forgive. When you don't find it easy to forgive, that is not the nature of God. There's something missing. But if we have true love for God, and the God life is in us, you find that people will hurt you, you get offended, but you, you will still be able to forgive. 
Because all forgiveness is part of the devil's package. God is a forgiving God. Hallelujah. Are we together? Yes. Amen. So hereby know we that we know him. If we keep God's commandment. And God says we ought to love him first and love one another. You can't say you love God and you don't obey God. If that is your mind, that is your life today, repent and change. Because true love towards God will birth obedience and will birth love for one another. You can't say you love God and you don't obey him. It will also manifest in acts of love towards others. That the love of God compels us to be patient with one another, to be kind with one another. Amen. Are you kind to people? Are you, are you patient with us, others? It's to be long-suffering. Pinche, you know, take it easy. Have that heart of long-suffering. That you suffer long, you, you, you take it, you bear it for a long time because you love God. When I was young, my father told us a story about um, a toddler, maybe I think maybe three years old, and he was carrying his baby brother on his back. The baby was big and heavy. You know how some babies have Michelin ties? This one had Michelin ties, and the boy was carrying him. You know, and then somebody said, aren't you tired? Isn't he heavy? The little boy said to him, he's my brother, he ain't heavy. He said, he's my brother, he is not heavy. Not that the child is not heavy, but because he is his brother. Oh, who puts the way do? It's time for us to have that same heart. That you are my sister, so you are not heavy. You are not annoying, even though you are annoying. You are still not annoying. You are my brother. I won't hold it against you. You came to borrow money from me, you still haven't paid. And it's two years. I mean, that is the kind of love we must demonstrate towards one another. You have offended me. You've gone to gossip about me, but hey, you are my sister. I've forgiven you. Maybe you've been cold shouldering me. Come to church, you see me, you pass the other side. Because you don't want to say hello to me. Hey, she. And then Valentine's Day, you trip. And I'm telling you, when you come to the place of that love of God for one another, you will have peace. Because you see, you know, you know how it is when you're angry with somebody? Your whole disposition is. It's true. Ubuefu. You are angry, you are bitter. You know, it hurts you yourself. You are angry, so you, 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 you no. I said, no, no, this one is money matter. So, no, this one, this guy, he borrowed my money, no pay. I go, show up. Where do you go, show up? Over there. Meiji, nimi, nibi, wala, no, I did. Praise the Lord. But we must come to the place of the God love. Amen. That we love God. And because we love God, we love one another. Amen. The love of God will constrain us, will put a check on us. Amen. You know how, and I want to say this very nicely, before you became born again, you could fight, you know, or maybe it's only me. It's only me, okay. Because it's only you. <laughs> who, who bears with me? Before you became, no, I mean, maybe you not face fight. <laughs> All truthful Christians in this are before you became born, you could fight. Lift up your hands. More you're correct. More you're correct. But you see, when you became born again, it didn't leave you immediately. But gradually, father, ah, the will to fight and be wild, 
it's going down. It's going down. The one day you wake up and realize, hey, even there's no more fight in you. Maybe periodically, heavily provoked. But on the whole, you are tempted. It's because something has entered into you. The spirit of God has entered into you. The love of God has entered into you and made you different. It puts a check on you. It puts a hold on you from pride, from on, on, on seeming behavior. You see Sister Uja on the street fighting brother fire on the street, you know, throwing blows. No, a trim. A trim because the love of God constrains us. There are many things we can do, yes, but the love of God keeps us in check. You know, there are many things we could do. Somebody said, in the Yaziakuzi Nyegufum, Nakanalobu, Yaziakuzi Nyegufum, we put it down. Because we put down the swords, we put down the, 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 the spears, and we have taken on plowshares. Amen. Different. Because the love of God constrains us from unruly, unseeming behavior. And the love of God is a faith walk. So faith and love are intertwined. Love, Bible says, believes all things. I mean, love has faith. Where there's love, there's faith. Amen. Love believes all things. So our love for one another is a demonstration of our faith in God. If you love one another, Jesus said, then people will know that you are my disciples indeed. He says that this is our love that will demonstrate, our love for one another, that will demonstrate to others that we are his disciples. He didn't say our ability to cast out demons. He didn't say it, the miracles will work. He didn't say how much we can give. No, he didn't say, you know, how, how many hours we can pray in tongues. Because you can pray in tongues for six hours and come out of that tonguing atmosphere and show yourself strong on somebody's behalf. <laughs> If you get what I mean. It doesn't mean anything. Jesus said it is our love for one another that will show that we are his disciples. Nothing else. Nothing else. And, and that is what will draw the unbelievers to also become believers when they see the love of God manifested through us. Amen. The evidence of our faith in God is love. It's love. Hallelujah. The love of God for us and the, the love we have for God and for others. Amen. And I want to close by Romans 8.35. You know, I, I just couldn't resist it. I said, today, what, however the message goes, I will land on this scripture. Amen. I will land on it. He says that who shall separate us from the love of God? Who shall separate us from the love of God? I like to also write what, or to think what. Such so as tribulation or distress, or persecution or famine, or nakedness or peril or sword. So as it, this is written, we are killed all day long, and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Say so nay, so despite all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through the perils, through the sword, through the nakedness, through the persecution, through the famines, through not having money in your pocket, through the heart. And he says that in spite of all these things, we are more than conquerors. Amen. Through him who loved us. The love of God has deposited in us an overcoming power. And he says that, for I am persuaded. The word again, persuaded. Take this word and put it in your heart. Persuaded. Be fully persuaded. 
about God and his love for you. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth, nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So nothing will separate us from the love of God. Nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves us completely. And we must also love him completely. And it is at that point where I say that nothing will be able to separate you. Where you are fully persuaded and you stand in faith no matter what. Like with Job, you can say that even though his name yet will I praise him more and more. Hallelujah. And you have loving faith in him. And you will also be able to sing with that woman that I, won't, I can't, I won't change my God. I can't change my God because he alone is God. Let us bless the name of the Lord this morning. The God of love, who has loved us with a perfect love and shown us how to love as we have faith in him. Please stand up on your feet. Give the Lord a clap of ring. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory this morning. Fears in you. But this morning we come to God and say, Lord, 
We believe you love us. We know you love us. Everything in creation testifies of the love of God. Everything you have done in our lives shows that you love us. The many things you have taken us through are told that you are indeed the God of love. You love us. You have shown us love. That whilst we were yet sinners, you sent Christ Jesus to die for us. You have shown us love. That Lord, even when we were, my God, in Mary clay, filthy, you picked us. Not because of our righteousness, but because you just loved us. You washed us, you made us clean. And today, we also are called the children of God. Thank God this morning for his love for you. It is the love of God that has brought you to where you are. For Lord, if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on your side, if it hadn't been for the love of God for you, can you imagine where you would be? This is what you want to lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for your love for me. Your love that has saved me. Your love that has delivered me over and over and over again. Your love that has provided for me. Your love that has made a way for me. Your love that has delivered me from shame. Your love that has delivered me from the power of the wicked. Your love that has fought my battles. This one, lift up your voice and thank God for his love for you. We see your love every day, oh God. We see your love for us in our waking moments. We see your love for us, oh God. That when we don't even deserve it, Lord, you still love us. Have mercy upon us, oh God. And you still help us. Thank God this morning. Thank you for his love for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, that awesome love of God. That takes the vilest offender and makes him a saint. We thank you, Lord. That you don't hold our sins against us, oh God. You forgive us because you love us. You have mercy upon us because you love us. You show us loving kindness ah, because you love us. Oh, We thank you, oh God. And we bask in your love this morning. My God, we rejoice in your love. We receive the love of God this morning. And our faith is in your love, oh God. Because of your love for us, Lord, we know that, Lord, you always make a way for us. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise this morning. Now, you want to thank God and tell God, God, I love you. Give me grace to love you more. Or somebody, you pray, Lord, I want to love you. If you love, say, Lord, I love you, but I think I want to love you more. Give me grace to love you. Lord, I love you. Pray, ask God to help you love him more. Say, Lord, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Say, Lord, I love you. Give me grace to love you more. Yes, help me to love you more. Help me to know you more. And as my faith increases in you, Lord, help me build a stronger love relationship with you not because of the things that you do for me or can do for me but I will love you because you are my God my friend, my father thank God I want that love I want to have that love for God somebody pray oh thank you Jesus we give you praise now pray the Lord help me to love others help me to love give me a heart of love for other people 
pray God put love in my heart for others so that the, 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 how people will recognize that we are his disciples and what we love one another pray Lord give me love for everyone the lovable, the unlovable let me love give me a heart of love that I may love other people as you love us give me love for others pray that prayer this morning Thank you, Jesus. Put love in my heart. Change my heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. Heart of love. I may love others. Pray for love for your spouse, your children, your family, your parents. Pray for love. Pray for love. Sometimes people can so get on your nerves. But so you're praying that Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Love will cover a multitude of sins. So pray that Lord put that love in my heart. That covers the sins of others. I don't even see it anymore. I may live the spirit of love with all people, all people, all manner of people. Be they right or wrong. Help me to love them. And that is how we can dwell peaceably within ourselves and also with one another. And God our God shall be glorified. And men will see that we are the children of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise this one. Please lift up your hand. I want to pray. Thank you, Jesus. My Jesus, I love you.
Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.